Welcome to the Boss Level! My name is Enigma. I am a 15-year industry veteran. I am a part-time Twitch streamer, lifelong gamer, and game console collector. Happy Monday to you. It's your Monday morning heel turn. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. Wanted to get your week started off correctly, and we gotta kind of have some stuff to talk about here, guys. Uh, there has been some really weird things going on, uh, and one of them is not going to necessarily be video game related i know this is a video game podcast but i saw some some interviews over this past week uh having to do with uh, something very near and dear to me that i just have to get off my chest so we're gonna go ahead and probably talk about that it might be a little bit of a rant uh probably will be a rant but it will not be i don't i don't do anything profanity laced so don't worry about that and as the dog moves from the window so Let's go ahead and get the fun stuff out of the way. As I said, I'm a part-time Twitch streamer. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Evil Enigma, E-N-Y-G-M-A. Uh, also have an Instagram, which I'm trying to get better at, but to be honest with you, Twitter is where I'm most active. I do stream twice a week on Twitch. Let's go ahead and get the big news out of the way. I'm changing my Twitch schedule, and the reason why is for my own health and my own sanity, uh, I am going to cut my Saturday night streams uh, in favor of a Sunday morning stream. So I'm going to stream on uh, Friday nights, and then I will take Saturday completely off, and I'll come back on Sunday morning. And when I have the opportunities, uh, you know, Sunday mornings, we're not usually doing anything, and I will stream for you guys on Sunday morning. Uh, we are, as you uh, are hearing this, we are uh, just starting South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Last weekend, we completed South Park and the Stick of Truth. I want to get some South Park stuff out of the way. All right, there are some cool things I want to play coming up on the channel, including a game we're going to talk about here uh, momentarily. I uh, might do a little bit of uh, Tears of the Kingdom when it comes out. Depends if I like it or not, because uh, well, we'll get into that. Uh, definitely uh, also Diablo uh, 4. Maybe Final Fantasy 16. Again, that's something else. I'm, I'm going to play it, but uh, if I don't think it's going to be a good stream, for a good game for me to stream, I won't do it. So we'll, we'll see. And we'll talk about that here uh, coming up because that's something I want to cover uh, here momentarily as well. Uh, let's see. So that's, uh, that's that out of the way. Plus, I am a content creator for the Kindred Knights, and I'm also a member of Team Dragonfire, both of which are heavily sponsored and uh, backed by the Kindred Nation's hot sauce company. That's Kindred with a three in, in place of the, of the E there at the end of Kindred. And uh, they have their own line of hot sauces. And I am here to tell you, as someone who enjoys a good hot sauce, uh, you should check them out. they got some pretty good ones over there. I am a, a particular fan of the night sauce. It's got a nice smoky flavor to it. And then the uh, Team Dragonfire uh, sauce that we have ourselves is a honey garlic fire. And I'm telling you right now, as someone who does not usually care for uh, spicy and sweet at the same time, this actually does it pretty well. Uh, you know, it's got that nice sweet honey flavor to you, to it, and then all of a sudden, pow, it pops you in the mouth with the heat, and it's actually uh, quite tasty. You can actually taste these hot sauces. A uh, problem, I have a lot of hot sauces today you get out of the store is either they have no uh, heat at all, or they are nothing but heat with no flavor. So, uh, the Kindred Nation stuff, not that way. I've enjoyed each of the hot sauces that I've had. I hope you'll definitely give them a try. And if you do, use the checkout code ENIGMA, E-N-Y-G-M-A. When you check out, you'll get 10% off your order. And uh, feel free to tag me on social media when you get your order, and I'll go ahead and share that out to everyone that I know. So then uh, and I'm sure Kindred Nations and, and uh, the Knights and Team Dragonfire will do the same thing and let everyone know, hey, 
Everyone's getting in on the good hot sauce stuff here. It's better than anything you're going to get out of the store, okay? Uh, yeah, I know there's. we all have our favorites out of the store, and I, I do too. The, your your, your go-to hot sauce that you kind of put on everything when you just want a little bit of a kick. But I'm here to tell you these are better hot sauces than that, okay? So, don't forget, Code Enigma. Enigma with a Y. Let's go ahead and move into the three things I want to talk about. Now, the, the rant is going to be towards the end because, Jesus, tap dancing Christ, we have to talk about that. But let's go ahead. There, are the, uh, the gaming news, we have two things, big things that happened uh, this week. Nintendo shared a trailer for the Tears of the Kingdom game coming out uh, next month. Uh, the next uh, Legend of Zelda game. Now, anyone who knows me, and I will be the first one to admit, I love Legend of Zelda. It's one of my original go-to uh, fantasy series that I was really into. I mean, right after Mario, I got into Zelda, and I don't know if there's a game out there I have actually put more hours into than the original Legend of Zelda. Like, I, if anyone's, I've streamed it a couple of times. I have this clockwork thing of going through the first part of the game where I go do the exact same things the exact same way every single flipping time because I've memorized where all this stuff is. So, uh, I, I just love love that game. That all being said, I did not like Breath of the Wild. I know a lot of people did, and if you did, guys, knock yourself out. I am never anyone to deny someone their nirvana. If you love, uh, fin- I almost said Final Fantasy. We'll get there. Uh, as long as you like Legend of Zelda and uh, you you love Breath of the Wild, I, I you know what? I, I never deny someone what they love. So if you love that game, I'm all the happy for you. But I have a laundry list of problems I have with Breath of the Wild. In particular, the weapons cracking in the middle of battle. That really ticks me off, including the Master Sword, which really ticks me off. Uh, I don't like when the game's weather randomly stops you from exploring in an open world game where exploration is supposed to be everything you're supposed to do. That really ticks me off as well. Uh, the motion controls in the... Uh, the dungeons that you do, puzzle dungeons, I really hate motion controls. And, uh, you know, Nintendo, that's what they do. They do things really tick me off. So as much as I love Nintendo and they are my, my favorite of the of the big three, and, and it's not even close because they are a true blue game company, uh, Breath of the Wild is very overrated to me. I've played through it one time. I put it away, and I think I tried to play it once on stream, and I apologized to everyone and just said, look, I can't do this. This is boring to me, and if it's boring to me, it's boring to my uh, my my viewers. So I stopped playing it. I have real no desire to play it again. I do have two copies of it, though, because I have it on the Wii U, and I have it on the Switch. I bought it on the Wii U because, it's a, to the best of my knowledge, it's officially the last game released on the Wii U. I think it might not be but i know nintendo nearly pulled a hammy backing off of the wii u so it could very well be um that all being said i'm still gonna play tears of the kingdom i hope they fix a lot of my problems that i had i do love open world games when i heard zelda was going open world i was very excited for it i just hope they fix and remove a lot of the problems that i had with the original with breath of the wild i really didn't like the stamina meter or you know the motion control stuff i just i just uh covered you have the Master Sword. How can the Master Sword crack? I don't get it. I don't get it. You can't use the Master Sword for 10 minutes because we flip and say so. I don't like the fact that it can start raining and you can't climb up a cliffside because the game just decides, hey, we know this is no portal exploration game, but you can't explore, you know, because the game randomly decides to. So that stuff really annoyed me, and I hope they fix that in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, regardless, I'm going to play it. I might stream it if I, I I'm going to, full disclosure, I'm going to play it first. 
first to see if it's something I think we can have a good time with. And if it is, then I will stream it. Because again, I, if it's something that I'm not having fun with, then my, my, uh, my chat and my community, uh, small as it is, isn't going to have fun either. So I really want to, uh, to get that to make sure it's something that's going to be good and, and fun to play and fun to stream. And if that's the case, then I will do it because I'm having fun. Everybody else is having fun, right? So, uh, but I did watch the third trailer and, uh, I, and again, full disclosure, I'm doing my absolute best to keep myself away from storyline spoilers. If I had to guess, I would say it's a prequel to breath of the wild because breath of the wild is kind of what happens after everything happens. If you know what I mean? So uh, that's my guess. I know that there's a lot of folks, uh, a lot of ladies who are really, uh, tripping over themselves about sexy Ganon. Uh, you know, <laughs> go knock yourself out for that. Zelda's got a new nineties. I want to speak to the manager, Karen haircut and you know, whatever. Um, you know, again, I'm not, not again, but I, I'm not really f keen on real voices being in the game. That kind of, eh, it's kind of goes against Zelda, but quite honestly, Nintendo is kind of stuck to their guns on not giving Link a voice, which probably won't happen until the movie. Uh oh, uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure I'm not, I'm sure it's not going to be bad. You know, breath of the wild for all the shortcomings that it has. In my opinion, it is not a bad game. I recognize the fact that it is a good game. Uh, I've, I've heard rumors that Miyamoto was very hands-on with this. And I've heard is we all love Miyamoto and I love Miyamoto to death, but, uh, I've, I've heard that at this point in his life, he's more of a, Hey, you're, you know, you're working on something, uh, working on something in the game, and he comes in and kind of blows it up and just says, maybe this should be like this instead, and you have to start completely over. That could be what he's doing with Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know. All I know is they announced this game like three or four years ago, and it's now finally coming out, or five years ago, whatever it was. Uh, glad that it's coming out next month. I've been trying to get my hands on one of those collector's editions, but good luck with that. So we'll see uh, what happens. I, I just like the steelbook cases. I'm a sucker for steelbook cases. And, and while I might not be the, the hugest fan of breath of the wild, I don't have the, uh, the, uh, collectors of that. If I can get within, uh, if I can get a collector's edition of tears of the kingdom, I will get it, but we'll see. I have, I, you know, again, it's Zelda. I have high hopes. I really do hope it's good. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people who like it. You know, uh, Zelda has its, uh, what are the, what, what's the, what do the boys call it these days? The stands? Is that what it's called? When you have folks that will love anything brought out by, you know, for their favorite thing. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure that's going to happen. I just hope it's better, uh, than Breath of the Wild. I really do. And I have high, I have high hopes, high expectations, and I hold Zelda games to that. We'll see what happens. Regardless, again, regardless of what I say, I'm sure I'll do a review of it here on, on the, the boss level with Enigma. And, uh, I, regardless of what I say, if you like it, that's great. If you love it, that's absolutely great. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Uh, but I might not. We will see. Cause I really, didn't plan on not liking Breath of the Wild, but every once in a while they do a Zelda game. You know, a lot of folks like Majora's Mask, and I, I really don't. Uh, but that's again, that's just my opinion. And you know, for my all my, you know, money, I would say Link to the Past is my favorite on Super Nintendo, by far my favorite Zelda game. So, that all being said, we'll see. I hope it's it's pretty good. But they were not alone. They were not alone. We had a Sony State of Play this week, and it was about, all about, Final Fantasy 16. Now, I was shocked and amazed 
that they did not use this opportunity to delay the game uh, for two reasons. First of all, at Square Enix, they delay everything. It took them 8 billion years to get Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, out, and when they did, they only put the first third of the game on it. Woo! Uh, that being said, first half of the game, maybe. Uh, that all being said... Um, also shocked I didn't delay it because of the time frame it's coming out in. Uh, there are two other tentpole games coming out in June. And as I've covered here on the podcast and, and on my stream before, uh, June is not traditionally a big gaming month. It really is not. So uh, to see Square Enix to pull the trigger and not only pull it in June, but to pull it in June with two other tentpole games like Diablo 4 and uh, Street Fighter 6 is kind of shocking to me. Now, there probably won't be a whole lot of overlap with Street Fighter and uh, Final Fantasy. There'll be a sum, because I like both games, so I'm sure there's other people who do as well. The big one for me is going to be Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16. There's going to be some serious overlap there. I mean, you got your your stands for both, and, and you know, I'm getting both games, so I know if I like them both, other people like, like them too, but they're both RPGs. So, it just so happens that Diablo has uh, blossomed more on PC, while Final Fantasy has been a console game. Now, I will preface that Diablo, when they went console with Diablo 3, they did it right by giving you direct control of your character. For those who are not aware, uh, Diablo used to be exclusively a mouse-based game where you would click squares or click a, an area on a map and your character would go over there and and, and uh, you'd have to aim and fire and, and all that stuff. It was, for the time, it was very user-friendly, but I remember playing, uh, what was the game? Was it Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 was the first game I think I played that was, that was in that vein where they gave you full control of your character. And I went, holy crap, this is how Diablo should be. And that was like 10... 12 years before they finally put Diablo 3 out on PS3 and 360 where they gave you full control of your character and let you use controller sticks and stuff like that. So it makes complete sense to me. Uh, I know that they've done that now with the PC versions and it's played so much better. Uh, I'm going to play it on PS5. I'm sure that'll be a game. I'm, I'm almost positive Diablo 4 is going to be a game that I stream a lot because it's a, a schluter and it's a lot of fun to do to play those games. So uh, I'm looking really forward to that. Uh, so, so that surprises me that they're releasing Final Fantasy 16 at that time. I, I just, I would have either bumped it, I probably would have bumped it back a month because, uh, to July, just simply because if you think there's overlap with Diablo and Final Fantasy 16, there is dang sure overlap with, with Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy. So you don't want any part of Legend of Zelda. And personally, I don't think Legend of Zelda wants any part of Final Fantasy. I think they're perfectly fine, uh, being on their different sides of the fence, but they really don't want any part of each other. It's kind of the same thing as a DC and Marvel comics. You know, they they respect each other's where they have what they have, but they kind of don't want to bring things out around each other because they know that's going to at some point denigrate the audience. Because at one point the audience is going to choose between one or the other if that's all you give them a choice for. And the same, and I'm sure Nintendo and Square Enix don't want that to happen. So I probably would have pushed it to July. Uh, just to be safe, but there maybe they have their reasonings. I I have no idea, but I did watch the final trailer for or the trailer for Final Fantasy 16, and I am a also like I said, Legend of Zelda fan. I'm very very fond of. I am also exceedingly fond of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is probably of all time my all time favorite game series. I have tons of Final Fantasy merchandise around here. Uh, probably my my most prized possession is, is my clock. 
that I have. It uh, came with the Final Fantasy uh, four collection on or Final Fantasy collection on uh, PlayStation one. They released a special edition of that. Came with this awesome clock with Tara, Tara Branford from Final Fantasy VI, my favorite Final Fantasy character right there in the center. I'm looking at the clock. It's right over there. And uh, I have a whole ton of stuff like that. I have, I, you know, I love Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. I got several figures and figurines of her. I have, uh, yes, I have the power, the energy drinks, the potions I released in Final Fantasy XII. This, they released a limited edition set of those, each one with a different topper to it. I have every one of those. I have all sorts of toys, plushies, soundtracks. Uh, Final Fantasy is my bag, baby. It has been my bag for a long time. And, um,. I'll be honest again about Final Fantasy. Since Final Fantasy 13, I think they've really kind of dropped the ball on the series. Uh, I have not been overly happy. 13 is one of the, my, the worst Final Fantasy. It's the worst Final Fantasy, in my opinion. It's probably one of the worst games I've ever played. Uh, if you're looking at an RPG kind of thing, it's here. Here's an RPG where that plays itself, you know. Like, and let's make sure you're in this hallway for the first 25 hours, and then we'll open up the last 10 hours to you, so you actually do some kind of flipping exploring for some reason. No, it just drives me mad. But uh, you know, I know 14 is really good. I don't want to throw 14 under the bus. When I say it's, it's you know been downhill since 13. What I what I mean is with the exception of the online games. When I'm talking, I, even when I, I'm, at some point I'm going to do a list where I do my 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 list of Final Fantasy games. Might do, when 16 comes out, I might do it. I remove the online games. And the reason why is because those games are constantly on under development. They're constantly doing, you know, doing new things with them. It's, it's kind of unfair to release a packaged product integrated against something that had two and three years of, of different expansion packs and fixes behind it. So I, I, yes, I know they're part of the numbered and I, and you know, to me, numbers are very important, but I don't consider the online games 11 and 14 to be, alongside the same kind of games that you get one through you know six and seven eight nine you know that sort of stuff so that's just my opinion final fantasy 16 now now 15 was the last one that came out obviously because you went 15 to 16 uh it was very middling to me i didn't love it and i didn't hate it it was just kind of there you know i i remember playing it i remember playing through it i can't tell you one thing that happened in it that was very memorable to me it was very forgettable which is very unlike a Final Fantasy game to me, and, and uh, it kind of bothers me that they, they did that. It was very blah, and I know that I'm not the only one who feels that way. I have a particularly good friend. I, I, I consider her a good friend. I don't know how good of a friend she considers me, but uh, I was one of the lucky ones that when they did the limited edition uh, pre-orders for that, the $250 job, I had got on the list and pre-ordered one, and then I realized uh, I really couldn't afford it because at the time I was unemployed and I just I just didn't really uh, have the money to, to drop on $250 limited edition thing for a little figurine that looked nice, don't get me wrong, of Noctis, I think it was, but it wasn't something I needed. So I was I, I went on my, my Facebook and said, I'm going to cancel this. Uh, this is, before I do it, does anybody want it? And uh, a friend of mine who is a professional cosplayer uh, raise your hand and said, heck yeah, I, I, if, you want, if you're wanting it, let me know. And she PayPal'd me the money for it and I mailed it to her. And, you know, she she's all in love with it. And that's that's very happy. I'm happy for her. Uh, but that was, that, you know, I, I played through 15. I got the, the Steelbook edition of that because, you know, I said I'm a sucker for Steelbooks. And I just thought it was okay. You know, I just, it didn't do anything fun to me. It wasn't great. And it, it just was there and i i just was like eh, 
I and I've tried to play it a couple of times since then, and it's just there. It's it's very bland. But and I kind of had the same problem with with sixteen. I saw the final trailer, not the final, the last trailer for it, the state of play for it, and I'm watching it, and I'm going, this doesn't do anything to separate itself from any other medieval hack and slash dark souls looking you know elden ring looking kind of game it looks exactly the same it does not have any of the the fun colorful art it doesn't have any of the really really lavish characters it, it just doesn't it just looks like everything else and oh it bugs me it really does because when you when you see some of the old artwork that amano did for for the original final fantasies you go wow that's that's amazing. Look at that character. Look at that. Look, at, I mean, just go back and look at the artwork from the Super Nintendo ones where you have you know, Terra and Celeste and, and Cecil and Kane. I mean, those, those art, that artwork is great. Uh, if, you know, when you, if you play Final Fantasy XIV, you get some uh, Dragoon armor in there where you're doing, I can't remember if it's artifact armor or what they call it. It looks just like it's out of Final Fantasy IV and it's gorgeous and it's right out of a mono and it's like, ah, this is what I love. It, it looks that good. That's what I love, and I see Final Fantasy 16, and I just go, I don't get it. I I just I just don't. It looks so plain, and and you know I'm not a huge fan of of the uh, going straight action either. It's supposed to be a role playing game. I want there to be some strategy involved. I want there to be some sort of character building, and and I know they're going to have that with the, the level up system, but the icon system. But at the same time, it just is like, come on, guys, you you really, why why where's the where's the lavish art? Where's the color? Where's where's all that? And they completely skipped over it, and I just don't know if I I care for it that way. I just don't. So I hope it plays better than it looks. I I hope it plays good. I you know I'm I'm sure I'll play it again. I'll if it's great and I like it, I will stream it. If not. I won't, you know. I, I hate to say it about a Final Fantasy game, but we've I, I think that with a lot of legacy series, we, we've seen that they're kind of running out of ideas and they just don't know what to do with them. And God, Final Fantasy right now, I can't believe I'm saying this, is kind of one of them. Final Fantasy used to be a system mover. It used to be the kind of uh, game you wanted on your console because it was going to get people to buy your console. That's what Sony with the PSP and... The promise of Final Fantasy was a big deal, and now it's just like, eh, I don't know, I, I just don't. So I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope uh, it, I hope the the they just showed off what it could do, and when it comes out, it's going to be much more colorful with better character designs and everything. But that is my opinion on that. Now we get to move into something that I'm probably going to rant about. So since we've been covering things I'm a great big fan of, let's go back to my very first fandom I've ever had. Now, I was born in the year 1976, the uh, 200th uh, year of this wonderful country I live in, the United States of America. And that means, because I'm a late 70s brat, I am legally obligated to love George Lucas' Star Wars. Uh, it hit me right in the face as a kid. I had all the figures. I watched all the movies. In fact, uh, you know, I said I I haven't played any game more than uh, than Legend of Zelda. There's probably no movies I've seen more. In fact, there's not than the original trilogy of Star Wars. I love George Lucas Star Wars. Notice I keep saying George Lucas Star Wars, and that's because something happened. Uh, several years ago, and that's George Lucas, God bless him, sold his empire to Disney. 
Now, anyone who knows uh, about George Lucas and his build-up to uh, becoming a billionaire with with Star Wars and Lucasfilm, uh, he basically built his empire from his company from nothing. Absolutely nothing. Sorry if you can hear my dog running around. I don't know what he's doing. He's being crazy. But uh, he just ate, so go figure. Uh, no, I, Star Wars to me is my very first fandom I ever had. I grew up watching it. I can, I, I think I've said it before. I can still see the version of Star Wars, uh, of the very first Star Wars, A New Hope. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid, so my dad taped everything off of TV he could with VCR tapes, VHS tapes, for, for uh, those who are in the know. Uh, you could tape things off of TV with them. Uh, but you had to be careful with the commercials and things like that. And but when you would tape them off of the off of broadcast television, you also had to deal with the timestamps and things like that. And and I can still see to this day, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi going to turn off the uh, the Death Star tractor beam with the uh, Pittsburgh KDKA time and temperature down on the bottom right hand corner of the screen because uh, that my dad taped it off of there so I could watch it. I, I watched that tape so many times, you just you just have no idea. So. Uh, I love George Lucas Star Wars. The, the, I, was, I was talking about Disney. Di- the Disney Star Wars. Disney bought it. And at first, I was actually kind of happy about it. I thought, hey, this is great. George Lucas isn't doing anything about it. Now it's time for people who were inspired by George Lucas and what George Lucas did to put their spin on Star Wars. We can have whole new stories and all new you know things to do and and there's all these books that George didn't do anything with you know the heir to the empire and and dark force rising and and all that there's all these characters that we haven't seen that are in these books and video games that would be so awesome to see on the big screen i am actually quite okay with disney buying lucasfilm and we could we could, all this stuff that they can do and uh that went over like a fart in church, as the old saying goes. Uh, we all went to go see The Force Awakens. Uh, I liked okay. I liked it okay, The Force Awakens. It's uh, it's one of those movies that uh, I really wish they'd let Han, Luke, and Leia have one last go together. I really do. On screen together at the same time. I really wish we could have seen that. Uh, but, of course, J.J. Abrams and Disney decided we weren't about that. And, and then everything kind of took a nosedive. I know that... Uh, uh, the um, Rogue One is a good movie. I have no problem with Rogue One. I really don't, uh, except the fact that they butchered Dark Force, Dark Forces to uh, to make that movie. Because of anyone who remembers the original game of Dark Forces, uh, the first person shooter of Star Wars, the very first one, I believe, uh, basically Lucas Arts, Lucas Film, Lucas Arts was they were trying to make Star Wars into every kind of game that there was. And so there would be a Star Wars racer, there was a Star Wars fighting game, there was a Star, Por- Star Wars role-playing game. Well, there's a Star Wars first-person shooter series, it was called Dark Forces, and uh, you, the very first uh, mission of that game, you actually are stealing the Death Star plans to give to the Rebels. So basically that just kind of nixed that. Um, I'm a, I was a big fan, I'm a bi- I, was, I was a big fan of Star Wars, and uh, then we had The Last Jedi. Okay, now you're going to have a lot of people who will tell you that you have to, if you are a Star Wars fan, you are obligated to love everything Star Wars, including Disney Star Wars. And I will tell you, I went to the theater and I saw Last Jedi. I saw it twice in the theater. I own it digitally too. I don't want to make it, and and I own it because I'm a Star Wars fan and I own all the movies. So I'm not going to make it look like I haven't supported it because I have. And when I first saw 
uh, Last Jedi, I was like, oh, I like this. This is fine. But there was something bothering me in the back of my head. There was something just kind of gnawing at, at, at me, like, what's, what, did, what? And then the second time I saw it, I realized, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like the direction they've taken this. I don't like the fact they turned Luke into a quitter. I, I don't like that, that they, they went this route. I don't like that uh, Finn had no character arc. He was the same bumbling idiot he was at the beginning of the first movie as he was at the beginning of the second movie. I, I, that bothered me. I didn't... I, there was, it, it bothered me a lot. And, and the more I, 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 I watched it again when it came out on video, I was like, this that bothers me. This really bothers me. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, what the heck? And then I went and found out there's a lot of people who feel that way. There's a lot of people who feel that way. And no, I'm not the type that goes on YouTube and makes all these videos. Those people are, I have no problem with them. I have no problem with the people who like it, but I do not. But I don't go online and, and rant and rave and all that, even though this is a podcast where I'm about to rant and rave. I didn't do any of that. I didn't. I was like, oh, hmm, okay. And then when the, the you know, then Solo came out and I kind of thought Solo was just kind of okay. It was a movie that no one asked for. Uh, and I felt bad for the guy who was playing Han Solo because, quite frankly, he was he was screwed. I mean, he was screwed at, from from get from Jump Street. There's nothing. Harrison Ford is still <laughs> walking among us, and uh, they decided to go with a with an actor. And I realize that Harrison Ford is is way too old. But at the same time, it's it's like hiring. I mean, you just you just can't you just can't bring in someone to do that role. And and it. Lost money. Lost money. And then I, they did Rise of Skywalker, and I thought, hey, they're not going to screw this up. They can't. They're going to have to go back and fix everything. Last Jedi screwed up. Uh, and then that's when I then I saw it. I realized they were trying to make everybody happy. And as I've said before, if you're trying to make everybody happy, you make nobody happy. And the movie sucked to high heaven. I know to this day there are people that have not seen it. They refuse to see it because they're like, this is, this is crap. And it is crap. It... Uh, the 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 rumors behind the scenes were so uh, bad that they went through numerous rewrites and they went through you know that they didn't realize Ray was a Palpatine. She didn't know she was a Palpatine until the very end, and then and then at the end of the movie, it's Ray Palpatine taking everything that is Luke's, his lightsaber, his land, even his name. And I really hated that. I really did. Palpatine wins. Skywalker loses. Hated it. Could not stand it. Um, and they've been some minor stuff that I liked. I liked the first couple of seasons of Mandalorian. I liked Rebels okay. But it was sometime a couple of years ago when I realized, you know what? They clearly don't care what I think. They don't care about the older fan. They don't. Because they're trying to placate to a brand new audience. They're trying to placate to a brand new crowd. And, uh, you know, I get it. I get part of why they're doing that. It comes down to uh, the fact that you're looking at uh, the older audience moves on to other things. You know, the older audience might not be there to, to you know, they're dying off. And not that, I mean, I'm 47 years old. I'm not dying off. But, you know, we're, maybe, maybe we're aging out. Maybe we're getting other things. But the thing is, we have all the money. People make all their money when between the years, ages of 40 and 60. That's when they make their most money. And guess what? I am too. So I have money that could help support Lucasfilm. But uh, unfortunately, they're not after my money. They're after the younger people's money right now. Very young, apparently. And uh, they're not getting it. They're trying to get money from people who don't have money. 
and unfortunately, they're not telling good stories, and they're not making good characters. And every time, I cannot tell you how many times I, I see, oh, there's a new Star Wars show on, and then you go on Twitter, you go on uh, YouTube, and you're you're looking at what they're saying, or Twitter especially, and it's all divisive stuff. Like the Star Wars and Lucasfilm accounts are not about bringing people together; they're about dividing people, and it drives me nuts. So that long intro out of the way. There's been no Star Wars movies for a long time. We've had a lot of TV shows of garbage, but uh, there's not been a lot of of movies since uh, The Rise of Skywalker, which, I, again, I said, big pile of crap. Star Wars Celebration was this past week in London, because apparently they've damaged the brand so bad they can't have Celebration here in the States anymore. So they go to London. Where there's a lot of Star Wars fans. For those who don't know, a lot of the Star Wars uh, footage on sound stages of the original uh, movies right, was actually taped in uh, England, in London, I believe. So uh, there's there's going to be some people there who worked on the films and, and enjoy Star Wars. I know the British folks, the tastes of the British audience are somewhat similar to American audiences with some certain uh, deviations, of course. Their humor is a little more dry than ours. You know, see Monty Python and things like that. But the uh, truth is, is that. Uh, Birth of America and England, or you know, England, they well, a lot of similarities between the the, uh, the cultures, I should say. That's what I'm trying to say. So they go to England, and they have Star Wars Celebration, and they have announced several projects. Uh, let's go ahead and get the movie thing out of the way. They're doing another movie with the sequel trilogy main character Ray. Now, on the surface, I have no problem with Daisy Ridley whatsoever. I think she's a very uh, nice young lady. She's, she's attractive. Uh, I have no problem with her being the main character of the sequel trilogy where I have the main character, where I have the problem with is that she had no hero's arc, that she had nothing, no adversity to go through. She, it, it, a problem that a lot of Hollywood writers have these days when it comes to casting and, and female leads, female characters is, is that they have no idea how to have a female go through the same hero's journey that a male would. Uh, every male goes, you know, every hero, I was going to say male, but every hero is supposed to have some sort of hero's journey. They're supposed to have some sort of struggle to get to where they are. Luke went through that in the original trilogy. He came from nothing. He was a farm boy. He had to go train. He found out that his father is one of the harbingers of the galaxy. He had to rise above that to defeat his father and the emperor to save the galaxy. There's a definite hero's journey there, and it's not something that's new. Uh, George Lucas himself said he said a lot of characters that he created were all rooted in mythology and, and uh, religious contexts. A lot of old mythologies have heroes' journeys and things like that. It's They've been around for thousands of years is what he said, and they're going to be around for a thousand years more. Do you know why? Because they work. And unfortunately, Rey, for as good of a character as she could have been, her problem was she didn't know how good she really was. There was no character arc for her. She just went from being a on a desert planet living by herself collecting junk to realizing she could do Jedi mind tricks with no training and she beat a fully trained Kylo Ren <laughs> with a lightsaber she didn't even know anything about you know it's it's just yeah, there's nothing and then she goes to the other movies and again she just there was no there was no journey for her there was no character arc it was just I'm here and I'm awesome and I'm just going to get more awesome and I'm going to get more unstoppable and there's nothing it, there's nothing I can learn from anybody 
even Luke was like, I can't help you. I'm not going to train you. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to learn anyway. I'm, I don't need you. And that's kind of what she did. And, and so they're going back to that well. They've cast her again. Again, I have no problem with Daisy Ridley whatsoever. I think she would... I don't know how good of an actress she is. And from what I've seen, she's fine. I've seen her in, in what was Death on um, Murder on the Wing Express is what she did outside of Star Wars. And she was fine in all those movies. It's not like she's a bad actress. And, uh, you know, attractive. Seems to be a nice young lady. Uh, that all being said, I wouldn't have gone back to that well because your sequel trilogy, Disney, split the fan base it split the fan base in two and instead of and i know there's a big group of folks out there who want them to erase a sequel trilogy and i and i get it i really do uh do some sort of veil the force thing i've seen tons of videos on that from from people and uh, you know not mentioning any names people i actually kind of entertain me quite frankly I, again i'm not i'm not talking bad about anybody here i, I really wouldn't but uh i just don't i if it were me if they fired Kathy Kennedy tomorrow, which how she still has her job, I don't know. And they said, Enigma, we want you to take over to be the new head of Lucasfilm. What are you going to do? I say, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of act like the sequel trilogy didn't, not just act like it didn't exist. I would skip over it. Instead of 15 years after Last Jedi, I would probably go 50 years after Last Jedi. And let's start completely over. Let's cast a new cast of characters. Let's start, let's, let's, let's make a whole new uh mythos let's say maybe a hundred years after last jedi just just start completely over from scratch just scrap everything make all new characters uh put them in the context of star wars you know have your main character could be male or female doesn't matter have a brand new threat have you know all these things just start over and just it shall not be named that's what i would do that's what i would do and that's just my opinion uh but that that's exactly what I would do if I were uh, in charge of Lucasfilm tomorrow. That's not what they're doing. They're doubling down on that, on that sequel trilogy stuff. And I think ultimately they're not going to get the results that they want. Uh, I, you know, Disney's not in a good financial place right now. They've been losing money. And, uh, on a lot of their movies, if you take Avatar out of the equation, they've not really, I don't think they've made a dime on a movie in over a year. If you take out Avatar too. So God, that just sucks for them. But uh, even Marvel's starting to fail right now, and and they're they're sucking high in teat. But uh, that all being said, I wouldn't have done that. I really I really wouldn't have done that. But that's not the worst of it. And this is my 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 scream, my my prayer to to Lucasfilm. And and you know if if Lucasfilm is listening, if Disney is listening, if someone in any sort of authority is listening, you get, please listen to me here. You have to stop putting people in positions of power that do not care about the lore or don't know anything about the lore. You don't you cannot have someone as the face of your show or movie or something that does not know a bloody thing about Star Wars. And I'm not saying everybody has to eat, sleep and breathe Star Wars and can answer all the questions in Star Wars Trivial Pursuit and has read all the books. That is not what I'm saying whatsoever. I'm talking about basic effing knowledge. Basic knowledge. That's all I want. I want people who go, you know what? I've never been a big Star Wars fan, but I did watch the movies, and I'm looking forward to doing, be, you know, putting my stamp on this and putting my, you know, seeing what I can do to make the fans proud and, and expand the universe and blah blah blah, yakety schmackety. That's how you handle it. If you go out there and act like that you are a fan, 
and you say something completely stupid that's just not true not not just not not just true not true but a, a factually false by anyone who's ever seen anything and 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 I, my first example here i i good lord this just it, it just hurt my head it, it hurt my head where i wanted to rant like crazy and it's of this this actor and again please don't uh don't bother this guy i really don't want anyone threatening anyone or anything like that but this this guy someone should have taken him off to the side and said do do us a favor and don't say this stupid crap you're going to say. Uh, there's a show coming out called The Acolyte. And um, boy, has this show got a lot of... <sighs> there's just no way this show's going to be any good, okay? <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you watch... If you've ever watched any of the fan-made films or things like Troops or anything like that, Kung Fu Kenobi, things like that, that's going to be better entertainment than this show, is. I'm guessing. It just... There's no possible way this Acolyte show can be any good. But we have this... Because it's the so much crap with this show. But this actor, Charlie Bennett, who's going to be in it, actually said on camera that the best part about Star Wars is there's no good and evil. It just depends on the side you're on. I've never heard such a bold-faced freaking... Has he never watched any of this stuff? Has he never watched anything? Yeah, that's right. Darth Vader blew up a planet. He's a snooky bear. Let's go give him a great big hug. No! No! Star Wars is a morality play, you moron! It's a re-out morality play. It's like Lord of the Freaking Rings. Sauron and the Orcs are evil. Emperor Palpatine, Darth Vader, and the Empire are evil. There's no good or evil. You are... Why is this guy doing this? Why Why was he given a microphone to talk about Star Wars? Why? Why? I, I just... It just... Oh, I just... and it's so it's so dumb it's so dumb i told my girlfriend uh i call her the boss my girlfriend and and uh, my 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 girlfriend and i have uh some stuff in common we have something that we're not in common about star wars is one of the things we're not we don't have in common she's seen uh the first three movies and that's it she knows who Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and Princess Leia and you know she knows all that. She likes Baby Yoda. <laughs> you know she 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 only she knows what she knows because of me. But she but uh, for the most part, but she's seen the first three movies. Uh, I said that to her. I said, "Yeah, this guy said that there's no good or evil in Star Wars." And she looked at me like, "Are you effing kidding me?" And I said, "No, I'm not." And she said. Even I know that there's good and evil in Star Wars. That's what it's all about. The Empire's bad. I was like, I know. Oh, God, that one. Eh? Oh, that was. I'm so glad I got that off my chest because that was one of those things that was stuck in my brain like a splinter. It was right there like, I just can't believe someone would say something. So, yeah, he would have been better off just come out and saying, hi, I'm going to be in the Acolyte. Look, I, I really don't know a whole lot about the, the, the lore, but I'm going to watch some of the movies and, and my character is going to be this and I, I really hope I do you guys proud, you know, that sort of stuff. Instead, they gave him a microphone and let him ramble, and he says something that's just not, it's it's just, you were all ignorant about something. And again, I'm not saying this guy needs to know how many engines are on a TIE fighter, which is two, by the way. That's what it stands for, twin ion engine. Or needs to know that, you know, the name of 
Grand Admiral Thrawn's flagship, the Chimera. He doesn't need to know that stuff. I, I get it. I get. I, you know, I'm not saying he does, but that is so rudimentally, rudimentarily wrong. How do you not know? I'm. Ha- <laughs> I'm gonna drive. I, ugh, I'm gonna drive myself nuts. I'm gonna. It's, it's, I, I, I've seen. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna drive myself batty, and I've, that's what it is. That's the worst of it. And then we have another acolyte actress actor. I think they call them all actors now. She's an actress to me, though. Jodie Turner Smith apparently thinks that before Star Wars, there's no or before acolyte, there's no women in Star Wars. Which, again, has she seen any of the movies? Any of them? I don't think she has. I, I really don't think she has. Because cause it's it just, how, how could it... There, Star, it, 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 it yeah, Princess Leia, Padme Amidala, Rey, for crying out loud. You know, the creation of the people who just hired you, that they're putting on there you know they're they're making up to be a you know the 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 second coming of space jesus they're gonna you know <sighs> it's just not in a good place and at this point i don't know if there's any saving it i really don't i i there's rumors they could sell lucasfilm and i i part of me really wants them to do that and have someone take over that actually cares uh, I know Kathleen Kennedy. She's uh, she's been around films for a long time. If you go back and watch a lot of old Steven Spielberg movies, she's on them. Indiana Jones, you know, Greatest Lost Ark, things like that. Yes, she's been around movies for a long time. I'm guessing she knows where the bodies are buried. That's why she's still got a job, because it's kind of impossible for for anyone to uh, do what they have done with a seemingly money making cash cow that is Star Wars and has turned it into what has been turned into uh but uh, good gravy i i just it, there's just no way i'm sorry i'm just uh, uh. oh gosh i feel so good to get that off my chest i just wanted to rant about that I, i'm watching these videos and i'm just like you you've got to be kidding me <laughs> no good and evil and there are it's star wars is patriarchal there's no there's no women in star wars there's no princess leia there's no queen amidala there's no uh no ray there's no mara well there's no mara jade now do me a favor disney if you're listening please don't do mara jade please i i, I can i love mara jade she's my favorite character to not be in a movie or t- tv show and when disney bought star wars i kind of hoped they would actually do uh you know, they would do the uh, Thrawn trilogy as their uh, episode 7, 8, and 9. I really hope they would have done that. I was like, oh, then we could see Mara Jade. Who are they going to cast? That'd be great. Now I'm begging you, Disney, please don't do it. Please. I, I just, you're going to kill me. Yeah, that, 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 that's just, no, no, just, just don't. Do me a favor and don't. Just, in fact, cancel everything. You'd be much better off right now if you canceled everything and just let Lucas, and just close Lucasfilm. And that's about as honest as I can be about it right now. You guys, that you you clearly have people in positions of power who don't know anything about what they're doing. Star Wars is so easy to make money off of. It's so easy. And you guys have found a way to screw it up. So there we go. That's my rant. That's my non-video game rant. And I'm sorry about that. I just, oh my God, I heard that. 
stupidity and it just made my head hurt. And I said, like, I have to talk about this because if I don't, I, they're going to put me in a loony bin. So <sighs> that's our podcast for today. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to me go through mental gymnastics with trying to figure out what they're thinking at freaking Lucasfilm. But anyway, so we're going to call it a close. Don't forget, guys, I do stream uh, I'm now on Friday nights and Sunday mornings. So when, when you were listening to this, plan on me being around Sunday morning. I'm going to try to be on about 9, 9 to noonish is my plan. So if you want to... Do that it might be a little late some some mornings I like to sleep in a little and if that's the case I I still will go three hours if I can but that's that's my plan right now see how it works if it works out good I'll keep doing it if not I might go back to Saturday nights everything's kind of in flux right now as I try to figure out a good way to uh, you know do do what's uh, best for me you know and, and figure things out so um, I really am trying to grow looks like we're up to what is it 520 followers on Twitch now. Of course, I'm looking at this and I'm losing my mind because, of course, I am. It says 519. Let's make sure we refresh it and see. Oh, 521. Go me. 521 followers on Twitch. So that's a new high for me. So if you're uh, if you're interested, please go give me a follow on Twitch. I'm at Evil Enigma, or I'm just at, I'm just Evil Enigma there. I'm at Evil Enigma on Twitter. And, uh, you know, give me a follow. Come watch me play. We're playing South Park and the Stick of Truth. No, we're not. We got done playing South Park and the Stick of Truth. We're going to play South Park and the Fractured Butthole. That's our next game we're going to do. I'm taping this on a Friday, so I haven't started it yet. Uh, but I'm going to this weekend. So, hope you'll join me for that. Give me a follow on Twitter as well. That's where I'm most active. I say nice things to people. I try to be uplifting and positive. Uh, even when I'm not having a great day. Today was one of those days where I... I had to have, something was weird that happened, and dang. But uh, everything's fine. So I, but I always try to be positive and everything. Don't forget to go to kindrednations.com to get your uh, selections of hot sauces there. Uh, use code Enigma when you check out. Get 10% off your order. Tag me on social media. I will share your stuff out. Let everybody see what they, everyone's buying delicious hot sauce from Kindred Nations. So go ahead and do that. I would appreciate that. I will talk to everybody here coming up real soon. I'll see you on my streams. And, uh, or I'll see you on the podcast next week where I will talk about something else. I don't know what yet. I just decided uh, this week I would rant about Star Wars. So <laughs> talk to you guys soon. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And uh, thank you for listening. Take care.